All right, everybody, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Business Talks podcast. Today, my guest is James Kennedy. Uh, he's the president of Beach City Solar Consulting. Uh, James, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so would you mind just telling the listeners uh, a little bit about um, how you got into solar and thus consulting solar? And uh, then we'll get into kind of what Beach City Solar does now. Sure. So I was a financial advisor for 12 years in both New York City and Los Angeles prior to getting into renewable energy. Uh, fate brought me into the industry. <laughs> I was uh, introduced to a solar installer uh, in a social setting at a, a bar in Hermosa Beach. And uh, I had invested in some solar companies and, and my financial uh, management career and, and had an interest in the space. and took the meeting with his boss, who was a general contractor. Uh, that was in the summer of 2015. And at the time, uh, there was parity with solar energy costs and uh, the grid. And uh, from my background in investments and watching market cycles, I knew that the costs would continue to come down and that we were in uh, the Mecca of what would be, you know, the largest solar market in the world in, in Southern California with an abundance of sun and also a high uh, electricity cost. So after about a year of working with that contractor and selling projects under his uh, company banner, um, I moved on to a, a larger uh, solar company and then started my own firm uh, to, after two years. Uh, at that time, I sold my financial management business and went all in on solar consulting. And, uh, you know, what I realized was there was a big need in the marketplace for education. Most of the large companies were looking to just, you know, um, throw a bunch of uh, doo-doo against the wall and see what sticks. Um and it's a very efficient way of doing business. There's a lot of high costs to that that drive up the project costs. And many of those companies, uh, Solar City is probably the most uh, recognizable, actually failed. So there's been a lot of consolidation in the industry. And uh, a couple of years ago, after Tesla purchased Solar City, they said, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to stop the door knocking campaign. Um, and everybody has kind of taken the approach that I was first to market with with doing uh, remote consultations and uh, hopefully not necessarily leading with education because uh, it's a product that when the consumer is educated, whether they're a homeowner or a, a large business owner, uh, is very beneficial to their bottom line. And of course, we know that it's also beneficial to our environment and uh, planet. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So could you just kind of elaborate on what solar consulting is? Um, because I know that that's probably uh, somewhat Greek to some, uh, I'm sure some, some people, if not all have had someone knock on their door at some point in Southern California and say, Hey, we want to put solar on your house. Um, and that's not what really you're doing. Uh, it's much more complex than that. So what do you do as a solar consultant versus maybe it's just a contractor or a roofer that puts in soling regularly? Great question. And thank you for asking that. Uh, so again, we're, we're a company that's based, uh, hundred percent on education. Uh, we work exclusively off of referrals. Um, I built the company throughout the South Bay of Los Angeles by giving educational seminars to rotary clubs, to chambers of commerce, to real estate offices. And, you know, six years later, it's not necessary to, to really, uh, 
continue that because there is, you know, brand recognition in the community. Um, but to, to, you know, touch upon your, your question, uh, we're a marketing and sales organization. So we partner with the contractors. We don't build the actual projects, but our role is to work with the property owner. For example, uh, as you know, Skechers is a, a client of ours. Uh, and basically what we do is we work with the executive team, uh, or if it's a, a smaller business, you know, it might be a sole owner, uh, and we educate them and basically walk them through the transaction. So there's an education process as to the, uh, economics of these projects. There is an education process as to the actual hardware, you know, what hardware you want in the project. Uh, most companies are looking for the most cost competitive solution. So that's what we tend to specify in the projects. And then our role is to really broker the project. So we can work in a number of different ways. We can work uh, on a fee for consultation basis and manage the entire bidding process for the company. Or we can work uh, just as a broker and bring in a, you know, what we believe is the most competitive offering in the marketplace. So if you have a, a business with a, a facility of say 25,000 square feet, uh, we would analyze the data. That's the first step is look at the, the SCE bills and determine you know what is needed uh, because depending upon the business, you may not even need to maximize your, your roof layout. You know, if you're a business that doesn't use a lot of energy, you might only need half of it. Um, so we'll take a look at, at the data We'll show uh, before and after utility bills. We'll analyze if there's a need for energy storage. We'll specify the whole project. We'll offer financing options if needed uh, and put it all in a very simple 10-page, easy-to-read proposal that management can uh, give a yes or no on. That's interesting. And, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, and what I mean by that is, is to have a consultant, first of all, I would think, because I think we all know that just trying to take that on, especially as a company versus even just your own home um, and trying to manage that yourself, unless you're a contractor by trade or you know a roofer by trade, you don't even really know where to begin with. And you don't know all the hiccups that can come up if you don't have the right people in the right places at the right time, right? Um, and so I'm sure even just your contact list in certain areas is pretty valuable. Uh, just knowing who's gonna do the job right, who's gonna show up on time, and how to project manage who shows up when um, uh, is probably a big deal on its own. But on top of that, uh, so basically, like let's say the company was to finance it, um, the entire build, they would more than likely, I'm assuming, be seeing the savings by the time they're even really paying a decent portion of the cost. Is that correct in terms of paying back the loan? Yeah, that's correct. So um, there's a couple of different ways companies can finance these projects. One is with a PACE loan, Property Assessed Clean Energy. Uh, in most municipalities, not all in California, uh, the city has to essentially sign off on uh, an additional lien being put on the property for these improvements. Uh, if they're eligible in that municipality, it's a great way to facilitate the transaction because it doesn't tap any existing credit lines. It doesn't tap company cash flow. And as you mentioned, uh, it provides immediate cash flow savings. So 
the last project that we did was for Remax uh, at Torrance on Hawthorne Boulevard. They implemented it with a PACE loan. And it takes, you know, somewhere, it depends on the size of the project, but with commercial projects, anywhere between six to 12 months to go through the permitting, uh, engineering, and actual uh, build out of, of the project. The, the construction part's the easiest part. Uh, once it has been built, the city has to sign off and then it, it goes to the utility before it's actually turned on. So that whole contracting to PTO permission to operate process can be, again, uh, anywhere from six months to a year on average. And uh, if you're financing the project with a PACE loan, because the, uh, the payments are attached to the property taxes, you actually are not paying them depending upon when you contract the project for up to a year. So for example, uh, if you contracted right yeah. now, uh, you could, you know, depending upon whether you're paying the, the property taxes biannually uh, or annually, um, not have any payments for, you know, eight months to, to 15 months uh, in that option. The second advantage, uh, and I'm not a tax advisor, but we see it in the marketplace all the time, is that with this type of financing, because it's attached to the property taxes, businesses are often deducting the financing as an additional tax incentive. Um, so, you know, it's a very attractive uh, proposition for companies that, you know, are looking to, to finance the project. Uh, the second option is a, a power purchase agreement. This option, the first option with PACE, you, you own the equipment. So you're just financing it over a specified period of time uh, with, with a, a loan that's secured by the property. Um, with a, a PPA, a third party investor actually owns the equipment on your roof. So this is very attractive for nonprofits. Uh, and, you know, honestly, a lot of big companies are doing it. Uh, Target and Walmart are probably the two biggest that are very active in the space because they don't want to deal with the maintenance. So you've got, you know, a couple million dollars of equipment on your roof and on multiple roofs. And, you know, that's going to be up there for the next 25 years. Do you want to worry about the production and maintenance? Like you said, as a big company, you've got a lot going on. You're running your business. The last thing you need is, is, you know, a headache. Is the solar system working? If you're a facilities director or a, a vice president of uh, construction or commercial development at one of these companies. So that's another attractive way of doing it. The, uh, the savings aren't going to be as much because you have someone in the middle, of course, but you're still looking at saving about 10 to 15% in that case with no CapEx investment whatsoever. And the additional benefit is that the uh, operations and maintenance are covered for the lifetime of the contract. No, that makes sense. So, so essentially what you're looking for, um, what person would, you know, uh, what person would take advantage of something like this? So it, what are you looking for in particular? Uh, do, do they need to own the building? Can they be a leasee or, uh, of the building? Um, you know, do they have to be in a certain area? Are there any areas of California that are off limits or just don't work? Really good questions. Um, I'll answer the last one first. The, there are some areas that would not necessarily pencil out well. Uh, places like the um, IID is a utility uh, out in uh, San Bernardino County, and they have very low electricity rates. So 
all of the three major uh, public utilities in California, SDG&E, SCE, and PG&E, the, uh, you know, these solar projects are going to pencil out extremely well because the rates are so high. Um, however, you know, we see a lot of these projects in the coastal markets, not just California, but in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and other areas with high electricity costs because there is so much um, potential for savings. So again, um, it's a case-by-case basis, but I'd say 90 to 95% of the businesses in California are eligible to, to benefit. If someone's listening to this and is like, oh, I wonder if that would work on our building. So chances are there's, there's, a, there's a high probability that it would, um, and it probably wouldn't hurt to reach out anyways, because I love the idea and the concept of you know, have, having a consultant, right? Having someone who knows the market, who understands what's going on, how to go and get this type of a loan or how to, in a sense, lease out your roof, essentially, for the the solar savings. Um, I'm assuming companies with very, very high energy usage um, would probably be among the top list. So manufacturers and people doing a lot of work inside the buildings other than just a computer alone would probably benefit even more so because they're paying those higher kilowatt rates would be my guess uh, for the amount of energy that they use. And so, you know, I'm just trying to paint a picture for who might actually really uh, be um, extremely benefited by reaching out to yourself or, or someone like you. Yeah. Our, our target market is warehouses, logistics centers, um, you know, anything, like you said, manufacturing where they're using uh, heavy equipment or machinery Uh, We do do uh, commercial office spaces that uh, market kind of fell off a cliff last last year with COVID, but um, they can actually have some pretty significant bills as well. But um, our our sweet spot is anything over 25,000 square feet. Um, As you mentioned, obviously they need to have uh, roof space available. Um, There are there is the ability to to build a, a carport or a solar canopy in the, the parking lot or build a, a ground mount if they have the land. If they're outside of the city, out in uh, in the countryside, they can do build a, a small solar farm on, on their land. So there's a lot of different options. And, and that, you know, obviously has different uh, added benefits and, and uh, downside as well, right? Those projects cost a little bit more. So it, it's got to Number one, you got to make sure it pencils out. So the company preferably has to have uh, a tax appetite. We had a, a deal with a company that you know, Connecta, that fell through a couple of years ago because they're a nonprofit and they wanted to go solar really bad, but we couldn't make the numbers pencil because they couldn't utilize the tax credit. So um, with nonprofits, their best option is that power purchase agreement. Yeah. Um, but with, with for-profit companies, which is the majority of the marketplace, uh, either buying the equipment outright is going to provide you the, the quickest return on investment. You're looking at about a four-year payback. Um, or again, they can finance with a pay loan or do a power purchase agreement uh, and save money in both of those scenarios as well. And I mean, it's, it's pretty simple, right? And it's just a matter of someone deciding they have enough appetite. I think that's really helpful to make that um, statement as well about the tax appetite. I think that that plays a huge role in that. Um, so with that being said, if someone wanted to reach out and get a hold of you and kind of get that first initial consultation or find out if their building would be appropriate for this type of thing, 
Um, how would they get a hold of you, and what's the best way for them to contact you? Sure. Um, one one point I just did want to to touch upon before we get to that, uh, and I think you had mentioned it is. Um, the value, right, of, of hiring uh, a firm like ours to take the time investment that, uh, you know, a business owner or a, an executive team really can't afford to take away from their day-to-day, right? They're running a, a, a company. So um, that intricate knowledge of the industry, like you said, and having multiple relationships with different installers and the equipment manufacturers and financiers and, and uh, the experience of, of you know building uh, you know a dozen of these projects over the past six years is really where uh, the value comes in. So it, it pays for itself several times over. Um, if you have listeners that are looking for that type of expertise, the best place to, to reach us is our website. It's Beach Cities C I T I E S Solar Consulting You can actually submit. Uh, 12 months electric bills, a picture of the electrical switch gear and a picture of the roof or the parking lot that they want the uh, solar carport built on. And we're able to, to build the proposal just off of that information. Um, alternatively, our, excuse me, alternatively, we do uh, have an Instagram page. It's Beach City Solar Consulting and Facebook as well, uh, Beach City Solar Consulting. But our website is our best resource. I've got a blog on there. I specifically talk about uh, the benefits of commercial solar energy and storage, and uh, it's highly educational for those that are looking to get up to speed on the marketplace. Great. Yeah, no, I think that's a good place for people to start. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's something that definitely could be beneficial. Um, I could see a lot of companies really benefiting from the tax advantage, like you said, but also just knowing that it's a worthwhile investment and and it's extremely easy to get into to begin with and to kind of first feel it out. Um, And like you said, I think the knowledge capital, if you will, the intellectual capital that you bring and the experience you bring to that space is probably the most valuable because again, it's, I mean, if you're a manufacturing company, you didn't get into manufacturing to figure out how to put solar on your roof and who do you call for what and how do you do all of it? Um, And so I'm sure that is, that is something that uh, we could all find horror stories on the internet of companies that, or even people that have tried to do it on their own homes um, and maybe didn't know what they were doing until it was too late. And so, yeah, I think this was a a great intro to you and to to Beach City's uh, solar consulting. And I think it'll be um, advantageous for those that listen to it. And yeah, and I would encourage everybody, at least if you're interested, just check out his a blog and just start reading into it a little bit more or forward one of those to the appropriate person at your org. And uh, maybe that's something that could be beneficial to your company. Thank you very much, James. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it, Matt. Thank you for having me.